This is Binghamton Now on News Radio 1290 WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. This is News Radio 1290 WNBF News. Increasing clouds today, chance of afternoon showers, high near 64. Tonight, cloudy with showers on the overnight, low around 49. Wednesday, showers, possibly a thunderstorm with a high near 63. A wanted Binghamton man was arrested in Florida after evading law enforcement for over five months. On February 23rd, Casey Lyons of Binghamton was arrested by the United States Marshals Regional Fugitive Task Force in Volusia County, Florida. Lyons was the Broome County Sheriff's number six most wanted fugitive and had been sought by deputies since September of 2023 for failure to register under the Sex Offender Registration Act, which is a Class D felony. Lyons had been convicted of the charge two previous times and has now been charged a third time. The Broome County Sheriff's Warrants Division successfully developed information on Lyons' location and coordinated with the Volusia County Marshal's Regional Fugitive Task Force ahead of the arrest. Democrats in the New York legislature are rejecting a congressional map drawn by the state's bipartisan redistricting commission. The votes on Monday set the stage for the party to craft lines that help Democrats in battleground House races that could determine control of Congress. The Democratic-dominated legislature will now have to submit and approve a new set of congressional lines, which is expected in the coming days. Congressional races in New York, particularly suburban contests, are expected to determine which party controls the House after the November elections, adding major significance to even the slightest tweaks in how districts are drawn. On February 24th, members of the Vesto Police Department executed a search warrant at 200 Reno Boulevard, Building 4C, Apartment 23. During the execution of the search warrant, Lori Littler was found to be in possession of approximately 375.3 grams of meth, 14 grams of fentanyl, 5 grams of cocaine, packaging material, and scales, among other items. She was arrested and charged with criminal possession of a controlled substance in the second degree, two counts of criminal possession of a controlled substance in the third degree, criminal possession of a controlled substance in the third degree, two counts of criminal possession of a controlled substance in the fourth degree, criminal using drug paraphernalia in the second degree, criminal using drug paraphernalia in the second degree, and criminal possession of a controlled substance in the seventh degree. Prosecutors in Donald Trump's New York hush money criminal case have asked a judge to impose a gag order on the former president. They are citing what they call Trump's long history of making public and inflammatory remarks about people involved in his legal cases. The Manhattan District Attorney's Office asked that Trump be barred from making or directing others to make public comments about potential witnesses, prospective jurors, and members of the prosecution team and their families other than District Attorney Alvin Bragg. The District Attorney's Office is also seeking approval 
to show jurors the infamous Access Hollywood video in which Trump bragged about grabbing women's genitals without asking for permission. On February 21st, the Delaware County Sheriff's Office arrested a Roxbury, New York resident on a bench warrant for failing to appear on charges stemming from petty larceny and possession of a forged instrument in the third-degree investigation. Sheriff's deputies received notification from Oneonta police officers that they had Renee Cortez in custody for charges within their jurisdiction and for a bench warrant stemming from an investigation within Delaware County in the town of Stamford. Cortez also had charges pending with the New York State Police and was arrested and processed by the police prior to being turned over to Delaware County Sheriff's Office deputies for the bench warrant. Delaware County Sheriff's Office deputies took custody and booked Cortez into the Delaware County Jail for the bench warrant for failing to appear to answer the charges of petty larceny and possession of a forged instrument in the third degree. Texas-based Immunotech Plasma is setting up shop in the former Save-A-Lot building at 200 Main Street in Johnson City as a blood plasma collection site. Construction crews spent the last several months remodeling the building. Most of the work apparently has been completed. The future plasma collection center is located between the Victory Lofts apartment complex and the Binghamton University Health Sciences campus. Some people who donate plasma are paid hundreds of dollars a month. Immunotech has not announced what it will pay donors at the Johnson City site. They opened their first New York State lo- do- donation center in Queensbury last July. CSL Plasma opened Broome County's first donate-for-pay collection center at a former thrift store site on Hooper Road in Endwell in July of 2019. When that facility was launched, the company said donors could receive up to $300 a month. That's a look at news. For updates on local news, weather, sports, and features, open up the WNBF app and online at WNBF.com. This is News Radio 1290 WNBF. Joseph, this is Binghamton Now, Tuesday, February 27th. I am opening up the phone lines at this very moment. 607-772-1290. Call early to avoid disappointment. does it work? It's simple. When you call a program, a highly trained journalist and broadcast professional will handle your call. And then you take it from there. You discuss the topicality, and then a conversation will ensue. There is no script. There is no agenda. The only thing is we must be out of here by noon. Now, 
to the phones we go. Good morning, WNBF. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? See how that works, Bob? Perfect. Dave from Vesta. Morning. What's on your mind? Hey, Bob, how about yesterday, even today? What? (laughs) <laughs> what are we in Florida? I mean, this <laughs> February. I, I oh, it's just—it's <laughs> simply fantastic. Simply. Uh, yeah, it, but I see severe weather could be on the way, though. High winds and. They're only doing that in. because they're in the middle of the sweeps. I believe sweeps end tomorrow, so the uh, threat of severe weather will end until May. Yeah. Sweeps. Well. It's the TV rating period: February sweeps, May sweeps. And uh, so you you need to be alarmed. Also, I encourage people, please, please, please buy bread and buy milk. Thank you. This message has been sponsored by the American Bread and Milk Council. Bob, how can you never throw eggs in there? Aren't those a a hot item, too? Mm, They're a hot item, but they could cause health problems for those who are unaccustomed to the delights of huge... Amounts of cholesterol. So, yeah, right. you, if you want to buy an egg, go buy an egg. You know what you should do is buy one of those ostrich eggs. It'll last longer. <laughs> A little big for me, Bob. Hey, Bob, you know what I'd like to do? I'd like to comment on uh, what I heard yesterday on the show. I, I was uh, I was a little disappointed when uh, Tom from Susquehanna hung up. Oh, let's not talk about yesterday. Let's focus on today. Let's go forward. I don't really care. I don't really care about uh, what other callers have done in the past. Let's focus on today and look forward to the future. So what what are your hopes? What are your aspirations for the future of America? I miss them, Bob. Let's talk about the future of America. Well? The future of America in the hands of President Biden. You look at the next uh, five years, I think America is in good shape. <laughs> Bob, see, I know you... See, that's one of the things I wanted to point out. It's called reading the host. Uh, the, the button pusher. Bob, you you become very good at that. That's right. Every successful host, whether it was Rush Bow, Sean Bow, Dan Bow, even... What's her name, Bow? If, if you're going to run a show... You have to run the show. You can't let the show run you. That's right. So, you know, for those for those who don't like how the show is run, there are plenty of other shows. That's the beauty of this country. There are an infinite number of shows. Undoubtedly, you're going to find one that's to your liking. And maybe the host will run it in a way that you find delightful. But that's part of the problem. And you get- no, that's not part of the problem. You know, that, part of the problem is too many people focusing on the host and less on the issues of the day. In the grand scheme of things, the, the last thing that should concern most Americans is how anybody runs a radio program. So if, you know, we've got big problems facing the nation. We have the border problem. We have inflation. We have fake chocolate being passed off as real chocolate. You know, these are big issues that most Americans should be concerned about, and I'm convinced most Americans are. I don't think they really care about how some guy in Binghamton runs a show. Oh, yeah, but they do, Bob. No, they don't. No. So going forward, 
you know, if you have comments about how the show is done, write a letter to the editor. Oh, no, I'm not complaining. Well, no. I don't care whether you're complaining or uh, offering compliments. You know, it's irrelevant how I run the show. The only people who need to care about how I run the show are the people who employ me. Apparently, they like the way the show is being run. That's all we need to know. If I'm not here at 1010, you'll know they've made a decision. Oh, okay. So now let's talk about things that are important. Let's talk about, I don't know, the election. That seems important. Well, you mentioned a border. I mean, that wasn't that never seemed to be really that important to you until today. I don't know why. It's very important, but it's becoming import, more important every day because we're getting closer to the election. And that's the only issue that the Republicans are using in a desperate bid to get their guy back into public housing. The guy who got fired in November 2020. And if they don't have a better issue, they're probably not going to be successful. But what do I know? I can't predict the results of the election. Right, the closer we get to the election, the things that you poo-pooed for months, crime, the border, everything that's bad for us, now you want to talk about it. Before, no, 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 no. Things are going wonderful. Doesn't matter who's president. We will always be in good shape, and our lives will never change. That came from Preacher Bob, didn't it? Once again, you're focusing on me. I'm just one person out of 333 million Americans. My thoughts are irrelevant. It's more important what you think. No, that's not true, Bob. I want to hear what you think about the candidates or what you think about the issues. What you think about the host, we know. You love the host because you listen almost every day and you call on a regular basis. So we know you like the host. I, I have no doubt that if, if it were up to you, I would be able to host this program for another 30 years. Yeah, I yeah like so, but, like but, again, but again, yeah. there's, that's irrelevant to the business at hand. The most important business is the people's business, and the people want to hire the very best. The, and look, we, I think America has one of the best presidents ever. Definitely, he's in the top 50, and any, anybody, anybody can criticize it's easy to criticize someone who's president but you don't have the weight of the world on your shoulders like he does <laughs> there you go again by one of the best huh see it, it, see a lot of people out there they believe that they suck that right up and they actually believe you believe what you just said and i know better no but but again you're you're trying to make a point where the issue is what I think when that's hardly the issue. Yes, Joe Biden is one of the best presidents. If Casey Kasem were around, counting down America top 50, Biden would be definitely in the top 50. So having said that, having said that, you know, now, is there a Democrat or for that matter, a Republican who is better better qualified and better able to handle the uh, responsibilities of being the most powerful person on the planet for the next four years? Yes. Yes, there is. But unfortunately, she's not running. She? Who, who are you talking about? I'm not going to mention her name. Oh, that'll, yeah. ju that'll probably just infuriate some of our more sensitive listeners. You know who I'm talking about. 
Oh, boy. You no, don't. A- you know. You know who I'm talking about, and I'm not going to confirm or deny. You know exactly who I'm referencing, and you know she would do a bang-up job between January 20th, 2025, and January 20th, 2033. She'd be great for the next eight years, but unfortunately, I don't see that she's going to be running. So there, I mean, there I said it. I, I acknowledge I've... I say there is at least one, maybe a couple of people in America who are better qualified to be president than Joe Biden. But the problem is they're not going to be running, as far as we can see. What do you think about both Biden and Trump going to the border on the same day, Bob? Looks a little funny, don't it? Yeah, I don't. You, you know, you know, on this program, I'm reluctant to use the word stupid, so I won't. It's like I, I will say, I will say, you know, obviously, you know, the the phrase copycat comes to mind. Ooh, well, you're going to the border, so I can too. And it's like, why don't you get one original idea, Jimmy? But I would like to understand who decided first, Bob. I don't, I don't have that information. Biden, Biden's people announced he was going, and then the copycat decided he would go on the same day in a desperate bid to cancel out the the headlines of Biden at the border. So now, on the same day, there'll be two guys at the border. And so it's, it's designed. I mean, I see what he's doing. It's not particularly clever, and certainly it's not original. He's trying to negate any possible political advantage Biden gets by going to the border. And so... That's that's well, the thing. Otherwise, if Biden went to the border later this week, that would be the big headline. But because the copycat will also go, the headline will be the two presumptive presidential uh, nominees were at the border today. And they're effectively canceling out whatever possible gain Biden could have gotten from his photo op. So, so if Trump didn't go... You- uh, what political advantage would I mean? If he goes, if he went down there without Trump, I mean, what? <laughs> he'd just see the mess he created. They'd probably throw rocks at him. I mean, what? What political? Well, they would do that, and then they'd be think? put to prison. You throw rocks <laughs> at a, a top federal <laughs> official, you're going to prison. Even talking about it, you're probably going to go to prison. So I, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even put that on the radio myself. You know, they tape these nope. programs. No political advantage, Bob, if he went there alone. The secret, the secret Service and the FBI and the FCC probably are busy taping these programs. So choose your, choose your words carefully. Now, I don't, I don't think anything bad would happen to the president if he went by himself. But now, you know, as I say, the president and Me Too, Mr. Me Too, I think he wants to be part of the Me Too movement. Look at Me Too. It's like... Put it this way, that people will show their frustration. Well, of course, we're all, everybody's frustrated. You know, you listen to this program for about 30 seconds on any given morning, and you can tell everybody's frustrated about something. Some people are frustrated about the Buffalo Bills. Other people are concerned that they can't afford to pay their monthly bills. And then some people are concerned that the price of gas right now is 27 cents a gallon lower than it was two years ago. People are frustrated. 
Oh no, Bob! Everything's great now. Remember, economy's gotten great. Everybody. The economy generally is is a lot better than it was when that former guy was in charge. Remember how things were so mopey. I mean, I remember four years ago, about four years ago, three and a half years ago. Oh, people were people were sad. They were so sad. They were staying in their basements. It was. Uh, it was a time that most Americans would like to forget. Well. Anyway, it's been a pleasure. I hope you have a great day, and I thank you for calling the program. This is Bob Joseph Live. We're here for you. Remember, let's focus on the issues of the day. It's not about me. If it was about me, I would let you know. It has nothing to do with me. Has everything to do with you and the future of America, the issues, the candidates, the challenges, and our hopes and our dreams. 607-772-1290, Binghamton Now. From the Galt Auto Studios, this is WNBF News Radio AM 1290, also available at 92.1 FM. We sell the ultimate driving machine at Galt BMW. Radio, the way Marconi envisioned it on that fateful day when he did his first legal ID. And in his honor, here's a legal ID for you. WNBF Binghamton. Beverly from the town of Dickinson. Good morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Bob. I found some information about Oak Island. They um, they say that they that they stopped the search on Oak Island because something something terrifying. And then they then they went on and they said that that maybe that the government had something to do with them because they. They close it down, and um, they're back. They're back on TV now as of January the twenty eighth of two thousand twenty four, and they're still looking for the treasure. All right, is everybody okay? Well, they seem to be. They seem to be searching, searching more for. It. You know, but people, like I said before, they were visualizing people on, on the island and so forth. And, and apparently it got them scary a little bit. So they, so the government made them to stop because that's supposed to be a sacred island. Well, and, you know, something, something just doesn't sound right to me. It sounds... It sounds as though they're not telling us the entire story. No. No, they're not. But it's back on TV if, it, if anyone's interested in watching All right. it. And what channel do they, they put? Back. What channel is it on? I think they. I think it's on 55, I think. All right. I didn't really say, I didn't really say, you know, uh, or or it could be on Discovery. I'm not sure. I didn't really say. All right. Well, I'll, what I'll do is I'll check my local listings. 
Okay, well, I just thought I'd put... We used to watch it all... I used to watch it all the time, and then... Then that... Then that, um... Oh, what's his name there? That... That Chatner, he got he got on there with his aliens, and I stopped watching Channel Fifty Five. Did you ever watch a Fantasy Island? That's more my speed. Oh yeah, I used to. Oh, watch I love I yeah. love the Fantasy Island. Yeah, and I used to like Gilligan's Island too. That was my favorite island show, and you know who I like best? I like. Uh, no, on on Gilligan's, who did you like best? Out of all the lovable characters, who did you find most likable? Uh, I can't think of his name, but but he but um, I can't think of his name, but but he used to get all kinds of mischief. Oh, I can't think of his name. Gilligan. But he was uh huh. Gilligan. Yeah. <laughs> he I, was always, I, I, you know who, who my favorite was? I'll give you one guess. Think hard about who my favorite character would have been on the Gilligan's Island. Oh, maybe the captain? Nope. No. Nope. Marianne. Oh, Marianne. Yeah, she was funny. She was funny. Yeah. I no, I just thought I'd pass it on. Okay, there, there, well, I appreciate. Back on, on TV, okay. back on TV as of January the twenty eighth, two thousand twenty four. All right. Well, thanks for the update. Okay, bye. But I wish they would bring back Gilligan. Actually, no. I want a spinoff. I want something called Marianne's Island. <laughs> All right, the first. 13 episodes this fall on Fox and friends Marianne's Island oh am I still on the air sorry I'm just distracted hi WNBF you're on the air what's your um, first name and where are you calling from sorry we're having sounds like sunspots there Either that or bad cottage cheese. Good morning. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Bob from Vestal. Hey, welcome back. What it was so on Gilligan's. So on Gilligan's. Who was your Gilligan's Island? Who was your favorite character? Me and you agree with something, Mary Ann. Isn't she the best? Don't you like my idea of having a spinoff series on Fox this fall called Mary Ann's Island? No, she's like eighty. I'm not saying that we would have <laughs> come on man not saying that I'm not saying that sh the original Marianne would would be portrayed but someone like Dawn Wells yes I, I understand decades later she probably wouldn't want to participate but I'm saying somebody could be cast who would be as they say the typical girl next door I think that's how they they cast Marianne for the Gilligans, so get somebody like that for the new show. Taylor. Yes. Taylor Swift. <laughs> we agree on something. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, yeah, Ginger was too big. I like small mm. little chicks. Like well, Marianne. you know, we, we, we could discuss this all day and all night. I'll just say, you know, Marianne, that's all I'm going to say. 
She made yeah. the show. She made the show. Okay, I know. Uh, I I don't know. I, I'd like to discuss something with you, but you're probably telling me, no, no, you can't talk about that. But, oh, what's Biden going to do? Go down there with an ice cream cone? I heard he's going to go down there with some Pat Mitchell's ice cream in four-gallon tubs and uh, a sweet talk him. Probably more illegals he can let it. He'll probably <laughs> offer a free a free pint of uh, Pat Mitchell's ice cream to everybody who successfully gets over the border between now and November 3rd. I wouldn't doubt it. What is it with ice cream with a guy? Somebody was saying today they think it's like a crutch where he thinks about his answer and that ice cream stimulates the coldness. That's how crazy this is. This guy can't just answer a question. He has to have something cold, boom, in his brain. I don't know, Bob. I don't know how you get on here every day and stick up for him. It just blows my mind. Well, because he needs someone to defend him. Everybody else. No, he don't. He shouldn't have ran in the first damn place. The guy wasn't right back then. And four years ago, we weren't moping. We were counting our wallets, which had a lot more money in them. I don't know. You people don't get it. I go to the store now. I get a 68 can of tomato soup and an 85-cent can of tuna, and that's my lunch. I'm not out. I, I don't have the money to go out and get a sub or anything because of this guy's economy. And then I have people calling here and just, oh, he's great. He's the greatest thing. How do you people see that? Why do you say he's the greatest thing? I mean... Well, no, don't go there. I know you... I didn't say, I didn't say, but if you vote for him, you must like what he's doing, and what he's doing is not good. Well, I didn't I say it was great. No, I didn't say, good. I didn't say it was great, but it's, it's not bad. Oh, I saw a story today. Some poor lady got drugged down the road. She got hit over the head. A guy on a moped tried to take her purse. Where was that? On the south side? Uh, no, no, no. It was in New York City. But oh, I thought that, I thought you were talking about on Vestal Avenue near the post no, office. No, see, you, you went there yesterday. I'm not talking about Binghamton. I'm talking about New York City where people are scared to be out in the street because somebody might bash him over the head and this guy won't do anything to fix the problem. That's what I don't get. You people don't see it. Well, I think he's doing the best he can. Well, anyway. Oh, by the way, and I apologize to um, anybody who... Um, may have been offended, but it turns out Dawn Wells, who portrayed Marianne on Gilligan's Island, she died in December 2020, and I had forgotten that. So for those who uh, were thinking I was being in some ways crass or whatever, I, I forgot that she actually had died in December 2020. So well, you I, didn't say anything to... No, but just in case... Well, that's more just to inform people that, that she died... I, I, it's hard to believe she died a little over three years ago, and I just forgot that. So I, if anybody was bothered by that, it's more, though, by the way of information. But that still doesn't change my opinion that having a show called Marianne's Island starring Taylor Swift, oh, wouldn't that? I would watch that. <laughs> Not me. I don't get this Taylor Swift obsession. I just don't get it. I, people... 
People are strange these days. I'm 70 years old, and I just look at the world, how it's gotten, and I cannot believe it. Just everything is upside down. If you say black, I say white. You know what I mean? Nobody seems to know. Oh, and these devices. I hear things about those devices where people don't have the things in their hand. They get scared because they don't have I know. One time I left hand. my device in the car, and I was here at the station. And I had started the program, and I just discovered, and the program was only on for about 30 seconds, and then I went to look for my device, and I remembered I accidentally left it in the car, and I was beside myself. I could You're kidding. I'm not kidding. You're 65 years old or something, ain't you? I'm an old man. Yeah, I am an old you? man, and when I left wow. my device in the car, I can't help it, man. I'm addicted. Oh, my. God, are you kidding me? I no. don't even have a I don't even have a cell phone. I got a landline. I'm not affected when this these Chinese knock out our power grid. I'll still be able to make phone calls. I know, you're lucky. Oh man. I, I want a landline, but I called the phone company and they said, sorry, we don't put them in. They don't put them in. So, yeah, you're you're lucky. If hey, hold, hold on to that landline tenaciously, you're gonna be one Spectrum. of the lucky. You can get phone through your spectrum. Yeah, that's but that's not a but that's not a landline. Yes, you need is. no, that's you don't. Then if you're getting it through spectrum, that's not a true landline. You need a copper wire phone because when some eight year old hacker from Toronto, when she pulls the plug on our our uh, internet and our cell system. That's, your phone ain't going to work. You need copper wire, my friend, and they won't put them in. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, yeah. Whatever. Uh, now the world now, is yeah, gone, I, I was okay. going to say, the world's gone mad. Thank you, Bob. Okay, bye. <laughs> it's the truth, man. I want a copper hardwire phone, and those phone people, they just laugh. <laughs> because what they... And it's not laughter... At my expense, it's just laughter because they know the truth. That ship has sailed. If you wanted a copper hardwire phone, you should have kept it. And I made a bad choice. I didn't keep it. And now I'm suffering the consequences. Bob Joseph live on a Thursday. Yeah, I wish. On a Tuesday morning here at News Radio WNBF. at WNBF. More phone calls are coming right up, so don't touch that device. Keep listening. Your call could be next. You're at News Radio, WNBF. Joined now by Karen Sweet O'Neill. This live segment is sponsored by KSO Insurance Solutions. Good morning. Good morning, Bob. How are you? Swell. Good. Beautiful morning. Oh, what a beautiful morning. It was so... So beautiful. I almost considered playing hooky. Ooh, and who would blame you? Not me. Yeah. Uh, nobody would blame me. Even no. even my boss, she would say, Bob, I don't blame you. You know, I, I, I call know. in. <laughs> I call in at 9.05 and say, hey, it's so nice. Let's let's go to Otsningo Park. Everybody at the station. Let's all play hooky. And she'd be like, yeah, hang on. I'll get I'll get everybody loaded into the van. We'll be right over. Right? Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. You know, I wish 
See, tomorrow isn't going to be as nice, but today would have been no. perfect. But it's, oh, well. See, here it's going to get close to 65 today. Crazy. Oh. Crazy good. Crazy. It's like crazy delicious. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that. those people that put, um, they slathered tomato sauce and pepperonis onto a slab of chicken. It's that delicious. Hmm. Yeah, I, I know. care for that combo. I know. It is weird, but all the kids are eating it up. Hmm. They'll eat anything. So, anyway, so what's, uh, <laughs> what will we be discussing tomorrow? We are going to talk about February Ensure Your Love Month. Bob, I don't know who comes out with these things, but I saw that and I thought, oh, all right. Well, that's good. I mean, obviously... It's because of Valentine's Day in February, but it's a good message, you know, on how you can protect your, your loved ones, whether it's a spouse or children or a combination or yourself moving forward and how you do that and what it costs you. And a lot of people think it's just so darn expensive and depending on your age and your health, it could quite possibly be very economical. So we're going to talk a little bit about that and then whatever else comes up between now and then because something is always happening in the insurance industry and in the financial district. We are at 1708 Vestal Parkway East, up above Plato's Closet and Style Encore. And you can reach us several ways for an appointment. You can simply give us a call at 607-772-772. 4898. You can Google us at KSO Insurance, and all our contact information comes up, including our website. And if you miss the phone number, you can go to a phone book, and we have a big display ad under insurance in the yellow page. All right. Well, I'll be tuned in tomorrow at 920. <laughs> all right. We'll see who's on the air at 920. <laughs> I play, well, you have to bump them. No. <laughs> bump I'm, them. I'm looking right. Look at this. Uh-huh. You can what? see this on your spy cam. See, I'm looking at my calendar. Mm-hmm. Wednesday, February 28th. See, right mm-hmm. there, I have, mm-hmm. it's written in, 920 KSO, which KSO. stands for Karen Sweet O'Neill. So right there, Wednesday. So it's locked in. So if you call Sorry. in tomorrow at 920, guess who's going to be on the air? Bob Joseph and Karen Sweet O'Neill. I know. I'll be here. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> you know, already, already they're, they're laying odds in Vegas to see if that's going to happen. <laughs> Karen, hope you have a great day. I hope you do, too. Thanks, Bob. Thank you. We'll talk tomorrow. That is a guarantee. We'll talk tomorrow with Karen Sweet O'Neill, live on the radio at News Radio WNBF. Give us a call right now on Binghamton Now. News Radio 1290 WNBF. People are strange when you're a stranger. Faces look ugly when you're alone. Women seem wicked when you're unwanted. Streets are uneven when you're down, when you're strained. Faces come out of the rain. 
when you're strange No one remembers your name When you're strange When you're strange 9.49 with Bob Joseph Remember that name People are strange When you're a stranger Faces look ugly When you're alone James and Endwell, you're on the air Good morning Hey Bob yeah, I think, you know, 99% of the immigrants are good people. They're intelligent. And um, with our U.S. birth rate dropping 23% between 2007 and 2022, we need to maintain a stable population. And, uh, you know, these immigrants are going to fulfill that role. And we need youth. We need young people to supply our workforce and, you know, support and services for an aging population. Also to pay into Social Security. Um, I know we do have a short supply of housing, but uh, that increased demand will drive investment into apartment buildings and, and homes. That's the thing. We, we have a housing shortage, so I say build more. That's right. That'll it's like, say, jobs. at the potato chip factory in Kirkwood. I won't mention their name because I don't want to invade their privacy due to HIPAA. But, say, the potato chip factory. If they're running low on chips, if they get a call from Wegmans... We're running low on chips. The guy at the potato chip factory says, don't worry, we're going to make more. That's how it works. You have a shortage, you make more. Yeah, I mean, and there's so much land here. I mean, if, if you fly, I mean, when I went to California one time, I looked down the entire length of the country, and there's 99% of the land is unused. We have so much room here. It's probably why China's looking at us, but... Uh, Anyway, honestly, I think the prices will go down eventually on housing because they'll build more and you'll have more supply and uh, it'll all work. And as far as the drugs, that's ridiculous. I mean, as long as there's a supply, as long as Americans are demanding drugs, then you'll have the supply. So we're going to have to do a better job educating our youth to say no. And that's what it comes down to for that. I mean, and not only that, most of the drugs are not coming over the border. They're coming through the mail system, and they're shipping them, you know, through shipping containers. and Oh, yeah. If, if people are that concerned, they should shut down the Postal Service if you don't want drugs uh, being delivered. It's just a big, stupid political football that the Republicans are doing. And I'm a Republican, and it, it just makes me sick to watch it. You know what? All this talk about how the country's going down is going to affect morale. And, and what's it? You know, if you're a Russian sitting over there, Thinking, oh, they're, they're you know, they're going to come after us now, whatever. But Well, and that's the thing. It hurts morale. Think about all the negativity, the negativity that some people are spreading. Oh, everything is so bad, and oh, it's bad now, but it's only going to get worse. Hey, think about what that does to some people who are sensitive. They probably can't handle that. Most people can yeah. handle it because they know it's just political talk designed. It's cheap talk designed to win an election. I get it. But some people may not realize that they're just trying to manipulate you. So you feel bad. And either you feel so bad you don't vote or you feel so bad that you vote for a guy who's already been indicted more than 90 times. Yeah, it's just about politics and elections. And it's shameful. It's not patriotic. It's deplorable. 
need to get with in America. We we should be working to say positive things to encourage people, not negative things to discourage people. It's no wonder sometimes people wake up on a Monday morning in February and get into a mope fest. Hey, with everything that they're hearing on cable TV and social media, for some people, it's a wonder they can even get out of bed. You know what I think we need to do? We need to bring these immigrants into our homes. There's that elderly yes. people that need help. They yes. Need There's plenty of Government room. And well. Endicott. Owego. I'll bring them in myself. Yes. We need, That's we need the spirit. Folks are willing. I agree. I agree. I encourage people to, to do that if they're able. And James, thank you for offering the words of encouragement that a nation so desperately needs. Take care. 954, this is Bob Joseph. The positive program on the radio. In a sea of negativity, it's time to think about the good things in America at 92.1 FM, 1290 AM, streaming at WNBF.com. Now, from the wide world of weather, your forecast. Increasing clouds today, some showers this afternoon, high 64 showers tonight, low 49. Tomorrow showers, maybe a thunderstorm with a high of 63. Right now it's 53, that's 12 Celsius. Just to know your name, 17 tracks and I'm Don't blink, you might miss it. Bring it back down. Bring it back down tonight. Come on, man. <laughs> oh, it's three minutes before the hour at News Radio W and the Take a look at the mailbag from uh, the U.S. email service. Let's see what uh, the kids are saying on email. Fire up the email. Oh, Dave from Binghamton regarding copper lines. And it's not just the U.S. It appears to be worldwide. That's true. We need, we need, we need hardwire copper lines, and the phone company won't give it to us. Uh, according to Dave, the phone companies convinced the feds that copper lines are no longer needed, and even those with landlines currently will lose access to them in 2026. I find this a terrible change for safety and affordability. I agree. I agree. And, you know, where's Chuck Schumer? Where's Chuck Schumer when you need him? Actually, um, Dave says that we could lose our access to copper lines in 2025. See? And then, that's when. That's when. You know, I think the AT&T outage the other day, I think that was just a test to see how badly, to see how badly things can get. So once there are no copper lines, no hardwire lines left in most communities in America, that's when. That's when that hacker 
that six-year-old girl in Smiths Falls, Ontario, will take out the entire cell system in the United States. And who knows what her ultimate motive is. It's probably just to get uh, free Taylor Swift tickets, but still, it doesn't make it right. Uh, Stephen writes on the email, back in the early 80s, Dawn Wells was in an off-Broadway show at the Forum. I had the pleasure of meeting her, getting her autograph, and a kiss on the cheek, which made me the envy of my fellow geeks at East Junior. I, however, cannot recall the name of the musical she toured with. I'm sure the collective wisdom of your audience will know. Thank you, Stephen. Not sure how I missed that. Don Wells in Binghamton in the early 80s sounds like the type of story that a local, a young local reporter would have covered. I would have, but it must be I was at city council that night. That's back when we covered city council meetings, so I had to make a choice. Either cover city council or meet Don Wells at the forum. So you see what I chose. 10 o'clock. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. This is News Radio 1290 WNBF News. Increasing clouds today with a chance of afternoon showers, high near 64. Tonight, cloudy with showers on the overnight, low around 49. Showers and possibly a thunderstorm on Wednesday with a high near 63. February 22nd, officers from the Cortland City Police Department assisted the Cortland County Drug Task Force by conducting a vehicle and traffic stop on River Street in the city of Cortland. During the traffic stop, a passenger in the vehicle identified as Jason Shermerhorn was found to have a warrant for his arrest. He was also found to be in possession of approximately 122 grams of the street drug known as Molly. Four grams of cocaine, packaging material, and an undisclosed amount of U.S. currency. Shermer Horn was arrested and transported to the Cortland County Sheriff's Office for arraignment and was remanded to the Cortland County Jail with no bail. Two officers in New York were shot and killed, shot and killed a man, prompting authorities to launch an investigation and his family to demand answers. Edward Holmes was fatally shot on Saturday in Buffalo after police say he discharged his shotgun and officers returned return fire. Buffalo Police Commissioner Joseph Grimigalia said Saturday that officers responded to a report of a man with a gun and encountered Holmes holding a shotgun in the middle of the street. He said officers told Holmes numerous times to drop his weapon, but he instead fired. A vigil was held Sunday outside Holmes' home. A wanted Binghamton man was arrested in Florida after evading law enforcement for over five months. On February 23rd, Casey Lyons of Binghamton was arrested by the United States Marshals Regional Fugitive Task Force in Volusia County, Florida. Lyons was the Broome County Sheriff's number six most wanted fugitive and had been sought by deputies since September 2023 for failure to register on the sex, under the Sex Offender Registration Act, which is a Class D felony. Lyons had been convicted of the charge two previous times and has now been charged a third time. 
The Broome County Sheriff's Warrants Division successfully developed information on Lyons' location and coordinated with the Volusia County Marshall, Marshall's Regional Fugitive Task Force ahead of that arrest. Democrats in the New York legislature are rejecting a congressional map drawn by the state's bipartisan redistricting commission. The votes on Monday set the stage for the party to craft lines that helps Democrats in battleground House races that could determine control of Congress. The Democratic-dominated legislature will now have to submit and approve a new set of congressional lines, which is expected in the coming days. Congressional races in New York, particularly suburban contests, are expected to determine which party controls the House after the November elections, adding major significance to even the slightest tweaks in how districts are drawn. Construction crews are putting the finishing touches on a structure housing a Vestal Beauty Salon that was damaged when a minivan slammed through a wall. A man driving a minivan belonging to Miller Auto Team lost control of the vehicle on Vestal Road on January 31st. It struck a postal service vehicle before smashing through the side of White Rose Day Spa. Five employees and two clients who were in the building at the time of the crash escaped serious injury. The driver of the minivan was taken to a hospital for treatment of a medical condition. The receptionist told WNBF News that she at first thought the ceiling had collapsed. She and a couple of co-workers crawled through debris to get out of the wrecked building. Karen Latta, White Rose Day Spa owner on Monday, said the rebuilding work is nearing completion. The exterior wall that wound up with a large opening caused by the speeding vehicle has been repaired. President Joe Biden has used a rare media appearance on late-night comic Seth Meyers' show to joke that a potential 2024 endorsement by Taylor Swift is a classified matter. Biden's appearance on the show was nominally a surprise to the audience. He stepped on stage after the announced guest, Amy Poehler, noted that Biden had been a guest on Meyers' first show when he was vice president. Polar said she could get him to return, prompting Biden to enter to hail to the chief. Biden told Myers, it's good to be back. Why haven't you invited me earlier? That's a look at news. For updates on local news, weather, sports, and features, open up the WNBF app and online at WNBF.com. This is News Radio 1290 WNBF. I'm Bob Joseph, Binghamton now moving forward with enthusiasm and increasing vigor. 607-772-1290. Your call is important to me. So go ahead, call. Better to call now than wait till the end of the program and then you find out you are allocated only 38 seconds. But I wanted to speak longer. Yeah, but there were other callers who also wanted to get on the program this morning. So. 
call early to avoid disappointment. Morning, WNBF. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Hi, this is uh, Gary from the south side of Binghamton. Hi, Gary. You're on the air. What's on your mind? I'd like to uh, uh, look forward. What do you say your, your theme today was to look forward or be positive? Sure. Let's let's hear some positive thoughts. All right. I've got a uh, article here from Alternet, and it's about the Heritage Foundation. Let me see if I can pull it up here. And uh, the the Heritage Foundation is a prominent conservative think tank. It's behind Project 2025, which is a right-wing playbook for staffing the next Trump administration. And in September 2023, political reporter Michael Hirsch from Political uh, had a, explained that through Project 2025, take a breath here. They aim to defund, here's what, here's their agenda. They aim to defund the Justice Department, dismantle the FBI, break up the Homeland Security, and eliminate the Department of Education and Commerce, just to name a few of their targets. They want to give the president complete power over quasi-independent agencies. Well, like the FCC. The F, and I just say that, such as the FCC Commission, which makes and enforces rules for televisions and internet companies that have been the bane of Trump's political existence in the last few years. But they're also going after recreational sex, and that's one of their big goals. They're going to go after contraception. Wait a second. And Trump is involved in this? Yeah, as a Heritage Foundation. They, they basically... Does Trump even know about this? Because, I mean... Seriously, it'll be stormy times ahead if if they get their way. I mean, maybe he doesn't even know what this plan is about. Oh, he does. It's the the Heritage Foundation. Well, does it? So it, it just applies to everyone but him. Oh no, they 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 the ones that are writing the platform. Remember, I told you yesterday they didn't have a platform. Well, this is their platform. Oh, okay, but I can't believe that the former guy would sign on to that, given his publicly stated comments about stuff about life it seems to me that this would be he'd be diametrically opposed to what they're talking about okay so how about dismantling the fbi breaking up the homeland security eliminate the department of education commerce and uh, going after the federal communication now you just mentioned yesterday about the telecommunication bill that's something I could talk about. Yeah, know, which was talk. signed by William Jefferson Clinton, don't forget, yeah, a Democrat. Yeah, absolutely. And back then, um, there was no such thing as you couldn't, a foreigner could not own a radio station or a television station. Yeah, in but the then United everything States. changed, and then Rupert Murdoch, look what happened then. Well, he gave, Rupert Murdoch was not a citizen, and uh, Clinton gave him an honorary citizenship. And that gave him the open door to the Fox, and uh, and he said it at a telecommunication, uh, some kind of uh, speech he was given, that yes, Fox is going to editorialize the news, and they have editorial their questions are editorialized, followed by do you agree, yes or no, and they have basically changed the whole uh, tele the whole radio. Deal. It's all gone to the right way now. now. They don't believe in democracy. As soon as he came into this country, 
they railed after uh, Clinton. After he signed the bill that let him in, <laughs> which was, uh, you know, kind of ironic. Yeah, well, that's why I don't think Clinton was an actual Democrat. He was a dino, no. a Democrat no, in a, name only. Yes, exactly. He was a blue dog Democrat. That uh, he, he, The telecommunication bill, uh, North America Free Trade Agreement, uh, General Agreement of Trade, Trades and Tariffs, and the most favored trade status, okay, should have never passed under a Democratic president. The problem, I think, with William Jefferson Clinton, I think, really, he was more about the money. Well, he was uh, he was uh, loved by the right, you know? Yeah, he, uh, and, and also he, interns. He put a real hurt on us because when all the manufacturing jobs left the United States, there, uh, the, the one family, the, the one worker, you know, that usually the male had the job, a manufacturing job that supported the household. Well, when those manufacturing jobs went away, the wife had to go to work, and everybody went to work. And when that happened, the Social Security fund just exploded. And then here comes Bush. Bush comes in office. He goes, oh, we got a big surplus. we got to give a tax break. And then he gave a tax break based on the income of the person. So a millionaire got more tax money than anybody else because there's a... a a cutoff on the Social Security on your W four, and I think it's about one hundred forty thousand. You stop pay, paying uh, into Social Security, so it was unfair to give a disproportionate amount to people that made over that minimum amount. And it, you know, they basically stole it. So now we now we're in this huge deficit when we had a big surplus. That was the only thing that Clinton could take credit for, but he pushed a lot of people out into the into the job market, and they were paying a lot more Social Security taxes. Sad, but true. Appreciate yeah. your call. Yeah, putting some things into context. Yeah, appreciate your uh, observations. As far as uh, the Heritage Foundation, well, you should probably read up on their big plan. The big plan, as uh, Gary mentioned inside the next Republican revolution. The story appeared online at politico.com. So if you want to find out the inside story, it's uh, a manifesto. Oh, it, it goes back, goes back to a manifesto from 1980. But this whole thought, wrecking America's government Wrecking the government. Dismantling important federal agencies. It's no wonder some people are worried. If that happens, a lot of people would be worried. 607-772-1290. Bob Joseph with you. On Binghamton now, we'd love to hear from you. Thoughts? Thoughts about this crazy... Crazy plan to go after the deep state? Who are these people? Who are these people who are going after the deep state? And what do they think they're going to gain by wrecking American institutions? From the Galt Auto Studios, this is WNBF News Radio AM 1290. Also available at 92.1 FM. Save in a big way at Galt Chevrolet. News Radio 1290, WNBF. 
1020 WNBF Live with Bob Joseph at the controls. Only 100 minutes left in today's program, so eh, you know what to do. Doing the research, it appears that Don Wells wound up in Binghamton in March 1980. So thank you to our contributor for uh, mentioning that. March 1980, Don Wells showed up at the Forum in Binghamton and must be... Uh, claims that was a Saturday night. Oh, yeah, I wasn't allowed to go out on Saturdays because I was too young. Hmm. That's why. That's why I missed Don Wells... She was starring in Neil Simon's Chapter 2 on stage at the Forum on March 29th, 1980. So there you go. History fans, so if you had a chance to see Don Wells here in downtown Binghamton, about a block away from the beautiful Binghamton Now Tower, uh, you were lucky. I wasn't allowed to go out after 2 p.m., back in 1980 because I was too young to be out on the streets. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning, WNBF. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Oh, my gosh. You people are talking about Gilligan's Island. This is DJ in Binghamton. You know, Don Wells was Miss Nebraska, I think it was. Google her, Bob. She was actually prettier, nicer looking than Ginger, but Ginger got the role because she was tall as Ginger got the role. Also, uh, for people who have done research on this, as I was forced to do, uh, the woman who portrayed the Ginger uh, character, uh, they, they say her attitude was poor compared to Dawn Wells. The uh, By the way, in the interest of full disclosure, this is DJ from Binghamton. Ginger Grant was played by Tina Louise. Yeah, whatever. She had a bad attitude. And uh, oh, really? they say, that's what they say. I have no idea. I never met her and I never met Marianne. But they say Marianne's attitude was better than uh, uh, the woman who was the Ginger character. But I'm sure they were... I'm sure they were nice enough. I mean, if you're on okay, T, if you're on TV, you have to be nice. I was on TV. I had a TV ministry in Binghamton and Peoria. But why are we talking about Gilligan's Island anyway, Bob? Come on, Bobby. Why are you talking about Gilligan's Island? Because I'll talk about whatever I want, just like you can oh, talk about whatever you want. I know why. Because you said that Don Wells came to Binghamton. I heard that. I heard that earlier. Well, let me tell you this. A lot of people come to Binghamton to uh, to do various things, but what they really need to do is find me on Facebook, D. Jacob Scrip, and I'm. Come on, don't put don't put that stuff out. Don't put social media things out on the air. Ah. Get serious, man. Get serious. You don't put out. You don't put out social media on this program. This is the mainstream media, baby. This is the mainstream media. This is how we do it. <laughs> this is the mainstream media. No, you're not lame. 
No, I just thought I'd throw that out there. Well, don't throw it out there. And people, don't go to somebody's Facebook site just because you heard it on the radio. Come on, man. I, I encourage people not to even go to any Facebook site unless it's something affiliated with WNBF or Town Square Media Stations worldwide. This is what I want you to do, Bobby. I want you to get in your car, Bobby. Come, Come on, man. Let's talk about Joe Biden. Okay, Joe Biden. Let's see. Who's that son that he has that uh, has a laptop? What's his name? Robert Port Crane likes him. Oh, Hunter or Harper or something like that. Did he ever get convicted? No, he hasn't been convicted of a darn thing. He's um, actually, he's more innocent in the eyes of the law than the former guy. The former guy's been convicted. I called your show months ago and I said, I hope he gets probation. And then right after I said that, he got reconvicted, which is should be against the law. It's called double jeopardy. They were supposed to give him a deal where he got probation because he was a drug addict. And I think drug addicts should not. It, who? Who got convicted? No, I said he. No, I said Hunter Biden. and his Yeah, they had a deal. They had a deal and the prosecution reneged on the deal. Like Costanza. We had a deal with the pigeons. Remember Costanza had a deal with the pigeons on Seinfeld? He had a deal with the pigeons, and then the pigeons came back. They got better congressmen or, or senators or whatever, and they reconvicted him, which is called double jeopardy. He wasn't convicted in the first place. He's been convicted of nothing. Well, he will be because he's going to get about nine years. I don't want him to get convicted. No. No. We want him to be acquitted. If anything, what we want is for all, any and all charges against him to be dropped. Or get the probation that they promised him. Because Well, that's the thing. The government reneged on the deal. They had a deal, and they were going forward, and virtually at the last minute, it's like Lucy with the football. They pulled the deal. Mr. Biden's attorneys had worked out a deal with the prosecutors, and then they changed their mind. Well, Bob... You know, Marsha Brady got hit in the nose with a football, and uh, something suddenly came out. So I hope they give him the deal that he gets, Bobby. Hunter Biden is just a struggling substance abuser like a lot of the listeners. There are a lot of people, you know. People make it sound like Hunter Biden's case is unique. There are millions, millions and millions of Americans who are dealing with those challenges. Who are struggling, that's right. And I think Well, that and that's the thing. So it doesn't help... It doesn't help the young man when he's struggling for people to keep knocking him down, at least figuratively. Every time that he tries to do something and tries to improve things, you've got people bashing him. They're bashing him. They're bashing his dad. I mean, it's no wonder. It's no wonder that he, he's finding it difficult to cope. Somebody has his laptop. They're putting stuff from his laptop on the front page of the Post. I mean, come on, man. That's not the way we behave in America. That's right. And, Bob, the reason why they do that is simply because, and you know this is true, they've never been in his shoes. And the other thing is they like to sell papers. The New York Post, Rupert Murdoch, they like to sell papers. All right, thanks, DJ. That is the call from DJ, making contemporary news. And more calls are coming up. Don't touch that dial. We can talk about the important issues, including a future Gilligan's Island spinoff on Fox and what that might mean 
for America and the world. Or if you want, we could talk about the election. It's your show. You're in the driver's seat when you call 607-772-1290. We're on the air at 92.1 FM, 1290 AM, streaming at WNBF.com. WNBF Binghamton. We're live and local till noon. This is Bob Joseph, your master of ceremonies. If you like the news as much as I do, you should probably check out WNBF.com on a regular basis. Because there is a lot of original reporting that we push out. Did follow up on a story from almost a month ago. It was one of the more stunning episodes I've seen this year. Where uh, a business investor wound up with a giant hole in the wall. Sounds like a good name for a restaurant. But this was the, um, the beauty shop. No, it wasn't the hole in the wall, but they had a big one there on Vestal Road. And unfortunately, unfortunately, they're still working to get, get the place back in shape. Over at White Rose Day Spa. So I stopped by there yesterday to see how, how things are going. And they're going pretty well. They've been busy over there. West side of the building was pretty much wrecked. Because that minivan crashed through the wall. Everything was going well. I remember. I remember. As if it were just yesterday when in fact it was about four weeks ago. So Wednesday afternoon, maybe you remember, we had a little power glitch at about 12.04 p.m. on that Wednesday afternoon, January 31st. So I wound up over on the east side of Binghamton looking for the source of the power problem. I believe about 3,000 NYSEG customers were without power. And so I'm... Going from one place to another. There's the Walgreens. Oh, look, they're closed. Let's take a look inside and take a look. See what the Walgreens looks like with only emergency lighting. So get that all taken care of. Oh, went over to the little pump station there at the Brandywine and Robinson because people said they heard a loud bang and some smoke coming out of it. I guess it was just the generator kicking on when the electricity kicked off. So, you know, that was my afternoon right after the program. And then a short time later, this crash occurs in Vestal at White Rose Day Spa. And it was, uh, I haven't seen anything like that. 
lately. I mean, I've seen stuff like it in the past, but it was the first time this year that I saw anything quite like that. So we went back. If you want to see how things are shaping up, you can uh, take a look at the pictures. And if you wish, you could also look at the uh, video. So they're getting back, getting back to normal after uh, what happened there on, on January 31st. So. Also on our website, if you're interested in what's going on around here. Remember they used to have a, a great little store. They didn't have lots of items, but it was convenient for many people in Johnson City. This little store called Save-A-Lot at 200 Main Street in Johnson City. Well, as we previously reported, the Save-A-Lot had to close because they lost their lease. And then what's been going on now at the old Save-A-Lot store on Main Street in Johnson City is being turned into a blood plasma collection center. So that'll be opening soon, and we have stories, or not stories, we have a story at WNBF.com along with some pictures and so on and a few details about the uh, soon-to-open Plasma Center at 200 Main Street. Did you realize that used to be a Grand Union? Yes, back in the day, a Grand Union. Spent a bunch of things. Phase Drugstore, a lot of things over the years. And uh, then most recently, Save a Lot for about a decade. And next up, it goes from food to blood. So they were serving food, and before you know it, they'll be collecting blood plasma. So take a look at that story, if you wish, on our website, WNBF.com. It's 1035. We're here for you. Reporting on the Twin Tiers and offering you the ability to comment on the stories of our times here at Binghamton Now, 607-772-1290 to call WNBF. out for me at about 12.30 be on the east side around Broad Avenue. Keep your eyes open at News Radio WNBF. Of course, then I'll wind up on the north side uh, over on Sturgis Street and then I'll be over on 
the south side over on Carlton Street, and then I'm going to be on the west side on Hamilton Street, and then I'll be in the first ward over on that little street, Windy Way. So now you know. Now you know where I'll be. <laughs> Schedule subject to change. Well, you got to check out a few places. I'm going to check out a few places today because they need checking. If I don't check on these places, who will? Now, here's an odd story. And I saw this on the Albany Times Union website. I don't even understand what's going on here. So if you're familiar with law enforcement, maybe you could explain this to me because I don't, I don't get it. So the, the police officers, according to the Times Union website, taunted state troopers and told them to leave their city. Four city police officers faced discipline for December incident where they put spotlights on two state troopers, circled their car, and told them to get out. So if you're in law enforcement, explain this to me. Wait, hold that thought. Hold that thought. We'll get to it. Let me uh, grab this call. This could be an urgent call. Good morning, 1040. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Hey, Bob. Good morning. It's Vinny from Binghamton. Hey, what's going on, Hi. man? Hey, you, you know what? I wanted to talk about something that's getting ready to come up on March 20th. That's going to be Donald Trump's next court appointment. And it's going to be on the hush money with Stormy Daniels. And so I've, I've been reading about it and and uh, I watched a couple interviews and I finally had the time last night because I've heard about all these women that said something about Donald Trump over the years and this and that. And my God, I found 18 of them, found out their story, found out everything. Matter of fact, there's another porn uh, adult actress in, in one of them, a Jessica Drake. Um, and, and I'll tell you, we, we've got a predator. This man is a predator. And you well, if he is, how come he hasn't been on Dateline with Keith? Uh, who's the kid who runs uh, Dateline where he, like, meets the predators? He, he sets them up, and then he has his camera crew film them. You know, who is it? Keith, um, you know, um, uh, Keith Uberman. He sets yeah, up yeah. Uh, the pre on his uh, Dateline Meet the Predator. Wouldn't that be? Wouldn't that be an episode? I mean, if well, true, again, if if your allegations can be proven, that would be that would be one heck of a show. There, well, to me, there's just too many, too many women, too many different women that don't know each other. There's too many. Um, uh, well, you've got Miss Miss New Hampshire's in here. Miss uh, Miss uh, Finland is in here. You've got Miss Miss Washington is in here. You've got Miss Arizona is in here. You've got a But here's the thing: some people would argue he's a billionaire. He's beloved by many, so of course he he's going to be a target by pe people coming up with malicious claims. That's what some people might say. Well, you know, that's what E. Jean Carroll isn't that what happened with her? She said, when I got this, so why didn't it go to the cops? She goes, I was scared to death. Right. And plus, later, he even said, I think 
Didn't he say in court that she's not my type? Yeah, but yeah, yeah, he did, yeah exactly. That's what he said about um, Jessica Leeds. That's exactly what he said again about Jessica Leeds. The same exact thing. Chris, Chris Matthews. You can watch this on YouTube. And eight twenty seven ninety eight. Chris Matthews did an uh, interview with Donald Trump. And Donald Trump, you know what they were talking about? The Monica Lewinsky. And Donald Trump sat there and he said about how Bill Clinton, he goes, he did it all wrong. He goes, as a matter of fact, I think Bill Clinton is a victim. He's a victim on this. He goes, he did it all wrong. First of all, he should have pleaded the fifth. Sound familiar? He goes, and, and, and all these women, you know what he says? I don't know. I've never met him. The same, same thing, man. The same thing when you put, that's just too many. That's too many. And some of them don't want to come forward. That's why E.G. and Carol's thing is, is so brave. And it's, this is so funny. This is what Donald Trump said about Paula Jones at the time. He goes, she's a loser, a big loser. But yet when he campaigned against Hillary Clinton, he had a little press conference. And four of the women that accused Donald Trump were there. And guess who one of them was? That's right. It was Paula Jones. He goes and he looks to his left. Paula, you want to say something? Yes, you know. And she's talking. I'm thinking, you've got to be kidding me. Look at this. Look at this. So this man's a predator. He's a rapist. Well, I wouldn't go that far. Let's put it this way. The accusations that have been made about the former guy, the accusations certainly are serious and they need to be taken seriously. Every American needs to needs to read closely the accusations and then make his make up his or her own mind about about the matter. Well, you know, know, I I think, too, Bob, I think it's about time that I I think what women and I love to hear from all the um, from now and in this trial goes from the from all the uh, the wives, the daughters, the grandmothers, the mothers, all, all all of them, all all of them, the sisters. Women understand that why it's so hard to do it by yourself. You've got to have more than one because our society and the way it is, eh, that's just an accusation. And they go on like they are. And you wonder how in the world could a man like this go in a party that stood for morality at one time? They- yeah, but that was so old-fashioned. Now it's the 21st century. And standing for morality, that's what they stood for in the 20th century. Now the 21st century, they stand. They must have done some market research and discovered that standing for morality wasn't necessarily going to get you the most votes in some states. Well, that's what happened. That's, that's why you got the mega. They call those people that stood for morality in, in the uh, Republican Party, they call them, what do they call them now? They call them dinosaurs. So those dinosaurs, they might have had some type of morality, but these mega, they don't. But yet they think they're more Christian than anybody else. They think they're more patriotic than anybody else. They think they love America more than anybody else. Well, look at them. Just look at them. And look who they got as their representatives. And it's so funny to see them all run over there, Bob, behind them. Yeah, but at least they have $400 for a pair of cheap snakes. Well, that's them. Yeah, I mean... And that alone, in my opinion, that alone, and I, I don't know that anybody else has commented on this, but it occurred to me, if so many people in America can spend $400 on a cheap pair of sneakers, that shows you 
all you need to know about the state of our economy. The state of the American economy in 2024 is strong and getting stronger. And they're probably made in communist, socialist well, China. Who knows? You know, I have nothing against the Chinese. They deserve to make quality goods for Americans because, you know, I'll say, and this is the truth, Vinny, whether you want to believe it or not, but most Americans don't care where their stuff is made. The only thing they care about is price. And they don't care if the sneakers that they just paid $400 for, they don't care if they were made in China, and they don't care if they're made by a bunch of kids who are working 20 hours a day and get a bowl of rice after their shift and then have to go to some sort of bunker to sleep for four hours before they start over again. Most Americans, when they're buying stuff, are focused strictly on price. Well, well true, but so why complain about China communist China and how we need to get tough with them. And I've said this so many times. Do you know how many American corporations we have over there in China? What are you talking about? Most American corporations, certainly American corporations that sell junk to Americans have most of their manufacturing in China, or at least some. In some cases, it's now gotten actually too expensive to run Chinese manufacturing plants. So more of the cheap junk that we buy, like this phone that I bought for over a thousand bucks. It's not made in China anymore because it costs too much to make it in China. Now it's made in Vietnam. Right, right. Well, I mean, what, wherever U.S. companies can go, Samsung, I guess that's not a U.S. company. Is it, I don't know, is it Japanese, Korean? I don't know. Samsung. But anyway, they make these phones and uh, for a, a while, they were making most of their phones in China, and now they decided we can't afford to do that. So now we're making our $1,000 phones in Vietnam. And I bet within three or four years, it'll cost too much to make these $1,000 phones in Vietnam. So they'll move to factories in Africa or someplace else where they can make them even cheaper. And cheap labor. Yes, that's the whole point. Exploiting people who are thousands and thousands of miles away from the United States, making them work long shifts in terrible conditions for minimal compensation and probably uh, working, who knows, eight or nine days a week. You know, they would love those folks who are making so many of our goods, Vinny, they would love to come to America and work six days a week making chicken sandwiches. They would love it. For them, that would be heaven. Exactly, Bob. But you know my point is, with the corporations, they want the cheap labor. Of course, but, but that's because Americans want cheap labor. Again, we have only ourselves to blame. Well, well that, no, only some of us to blame. Because why do we turn around and give these corporations, these big corporations, tax breaks. They don't need it. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. That's why they give huge amounts of money to Republican and Democratic politicians in state capitals and in Washington. They need the tax breaks so they can afford to pay 
their CEOs and other top-level employees multi-million dollar packages. That's what they need. And then you hear them come and do the same old song and dance. Well, you know, we got to help these small corp- these small businesses do this. As well. Let me tell you something. Anything the small businessman or woman gets, the big guys are going to get too. We- well, that's right. Too. The small business operators get peanuts, and they get acknowledged one day a year on Small Business Saturday. The other 365 days are big business every day. So it, it, it's, it's, it's a mess, but we got to keep fighting. All right. Don't lose, don't lose hope. Remember, this is the positive program. I am the Prince of Positivity. This is Bob Joseph Live. News Radio, WNBF 92.1 FM, 1290 AM, and always available on the free WNBF app. WNBF live and local. This community has a history of standing up to bullies and speaking truth to power. Coming up on WNBF, we have more phone calls. So if you enjoy discussing all of the issues, I suggest that you, of course, Stay in touch. On the air and online, we do it all for you. We do it all for you. Okay, getting back to the story I referenced earlier, and I I still, I've read the story at least twice, and I still don't understand what, what's going on. This is the Albany Times Union says, Troy officers, so Troy is near Albany, Troy officers taunted troopers and told them to leave their city. The story is by Brendan Lyons from the Albany Times Union. Four Troy City police officers faced discipline because they circled their patrol cars around two state troopers who had driven into Troy, taunting them with spotlights and warning them to leave the city. These are police officers near Albany, in a place called Troy. One of the officers used an external speaker to tell the troopers over the patrol vehicle's PA system that they don't belong here. This is according to police sources. Troy Police Chief Daniel DeWolf said, when I found out about it, I was pretty upset about it because I'm friends with a lot of troopers. The Troy Police Chief said it shouldn't have happened. It was childish and it was unprofessional. 
The police chief described it as an isolated incident involving younger officers who may not have understood the ramifications of their actions and how they could potentially taint the city police force's relationship with the state police. The Troy police chief said the incident happened in December outside the Price Chopper. Videos including one taken by uh, one of the troopers with his cell phone from inside a state police car showed the troopers who were riding in the same car surrounded by city police cars with their spotlights pointed at them. Now imagine this. This is not the people who are saying we don't like the police. These are other police. This is according to the Albany Times Union. These are sworn law enforcement officers in the city of Troy. This is not in Texas. This is near Albany. The police chief in Troy said they circled them and then they stopped and put the spotlights on them. He said a senior level officer went to the scene to stop what was happening. He said that officer approached the troopers and joked about it but told them it was not appropriate. The officer who used his PA system to tell the state troopers they didn't belong in the city and should leave was, quote, the most junior out of them all and had explained when he was later questioned that he did it for pride. Can you imagine? Again, these are not people you know the type because you hear about them on WNBF, usually from noon until 6 a.m. You know what I'm talking about. It's not those people. These were Troy police officers. The chief said it won't be tolerated. I wouldn't want the happen that to happen to one of our guys. The Troy mayor said she does not have tolerance for this kind of behavior. I expressed my unhappiness with the chief, and I'm glad he's following through on disciplinary action. The police chief said more senior officers in the department have put some peer pressure on the officers who were involved in the, in the incident to make them understand that agencies need to support one another. And that's the key. Say like here in Binghamton, the, a couple weeks ago when there was the deadly shooting near the stadium, who showed up to help Binghamton police officers in the precious moments after the deadly shooting. State police and Broome County Sheriff's deputies, they appear to work very well together here in Broome County. So what is going on in Troy and why, please tell me, why would any police officer do that to state police? They need each other. They're on the same team. Yeah, I know they're turf wars. Tell me about it. You don't do that, in my opinion. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. This is News Radio 1290 WNBF News. Increasing clouds today, chance of afternoon showers, high near 64. Tonight, cloudy with showers on the overnight, low around 49. Wednesday, showers, possibly a thunderstorm with a high near 63. A wanted Binghamton man was arrested in Florida after evading law enforcement for over five months. On February 23rd, Casey Lyons of Binghamton was arrested by the United States Marshals Regional Fugitive Task Force in Volusia County, Florida. 
Lyons was the Broome County Sheriff's number six most wanted fugitive and had been sought by deputies since September of 2023 for failure to register under the Sex Offender Registration Act, which is a Class D felony. Lyons had been convicted of the charge two previous times and has now been charged a third time. The Broome County Sheriff's Warrants Division successfully developed information on Lyons' location and coordinated with the Volusia County Marshal's Regional Fugitive Task Force ahead of the arrest. Democrats in the New York legislature are rejecting a congressional map drawn by the state's bipartisan redistricting commission. The votes on Monday set the stage for the party to craft lines that help Democrats in battleground House races that could determine control of Congress. The Democratic-dominated legislature will now have to submit and approve a new set of congressional lines, which is expected in the coming days. Congressional races in New York, particularly suburban contests, are expected to determine which party controls the House after the November elections, adding major significance to even the slightest tweaks in how districts are drawn. On February 24th, members of the Vesto Police Department executed a search warrant at 200 Reno Boulevard, Building 4C, Apartment 23. During the execution of the search warrant, Lori Littler was found to be in possession of approximately 375.3 grams of meth, 14 grams of fentanyl, 5 grams of cocaine, packaging material, and scales, among other items. She was arrested and charged with criminal possession of a controlled substance in the second degree, two counts of criminal possession of a controlled substance in the third degree, criminal possession of a controlled substance in the third degree, two counts of criminal possession of a controlled substance in the fourth degree, criminal using drug paraphernalia in the second degree, criminal using drug paraphernalia in the second degree, and criminal possession of a controlled substance in the seventh degree. Prosecutors in Donald Trump's New York hush money criminal case have asked the judge to impose a gag order on the former president, they are citing what they call Trump's long history of making public and inflammatory remarks about people involved in his legal cases. The Manhattan District Attorney's Office asked that Trump be barred from making or directing others to make public comments about potential witnesses, prospective jurors, and members of the prosecution team and their families other than District Attorney Alvin Bragg. The District Attorney's Office is also seeking approval to show jurors the infamous Access Hollywood video in which Trump bragged about grabbing women's genitals without asking for permission. On February 21st, the Delaware County Sheriff's Office arrested a Roxbury, New York resident on a bench warrant for failing to appear on charges stemming from petty larceny and possession of a forged instrument in the third-degree investigation. Sheriff's deputies received notification from Oneonta police officers that they had Renee Cortez in custody for charges within their jurisdiction and for a bench warrant stemming from an investigation within Delaware County in the town of Stamford. Cortez also had charges pending with the New York State Police and was arrested and processed by the police prior to being turned over to Delaware County Sheriff's Office deputies for the bench warrant. 
Delaware County Sheriff's Office deputies took custody and booked Cortez into the Delaware County Jail for the bench warrant for failing to appear to answer the charges of petty larceny and possession of a forged instrument in the third degree. Texas-based Immunotech Plasma is setting up shop in the former Save-A-Lot building at 200 Main Street in Johnson City as a blood plasma collection site. Construction crews spent the last several months remodeling the building. Most of the work apparently has been completed. The future plasma collection center is located between the Victory Lofts apartment complex and the Binghamton University Health Sciences campus. Some people who donate plasma are paid hundreds of dollars a month. Immunotech has not announced what it will pay donors at the Johnson City site. They opened their first New York State donation center in Queensbury last July. CSL Plasma opened Broome County's first donate-for-pay collection center at a former thrift store site on Hooper Road in Endwell in July of 2019. When that facility was launched, the company said donors could receive up to $300 a month. That's a look at news. For updates on local news, weather, sports, and features, open up the WNBF app and online at WNBF.com. This is News Radio 1290 WNBF. I'm Bob Joseph, Binghamton Now, Hour 3, with more calls more often. 607-772-1290. Let's look at current events and look into the future. The great opportunities. What's ahead of us in Binghamton and beyond on WNBF? Words like violence break the silence. It is uh, a Tuesday. Where has the month gone? Where has the month gone? It seems that we just got started. Now we're almost ready to be where? Because it'll be March. Hi, WNBF. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Hi, WNBF. You're on the radio. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Hello. Yeah. Yeah, is this the Bob Joseph Democratic Propaganda Hour? Yeah, uh, who am I talking Hello? with? Who, who do I have the pleasure of speaking with? My name is Jim Manowigo. Hi, Jim. Good morning. What's up? Well, I just you got to change the name of your show from Bob Joseph's, uh, you know, Binghamton now to the Binghamton the Democratic Propaganda. Because that's why you spread. And it's terrible to hear that. And he, sounds he good at this end. I'm listening right now through the headphones in the studio. It sounds crystal clear. Really? Hold on. Am 
When you talk about the, the judge who's speeding through Tyler County, 119 miles an hour, is that correct? Remember that? Yeah, I remember when he did that. And the question is, why would he do such a thing? Who in well, their right I mind would drive through Tioga County on a Sunday afternoon at 119? Yeah, well, who in their right mind would get in a, into a Porsche and drive 172 miles an hour to Vegas on drugs? You don't mention that, though, do you? No, because it never happened. It never happened in Tioga County. We know what happened in Tioga County right, on know. that on that fateful Sunday when the judge was endangering himself and others and had no good excuse. The excuse was, oh, I didn't know I was going that fast. Well, your car has a speedometer. Every Cadillac Escalade comes with a speedometer that shows right in front of your face how fast you're going. The excuse, oh, I didn't know I was going 119. That rings hollow. When uh, Biden gets gets 172 miles an hour going to Vegas, that don't mean nothing, huh? Doesn't mean anything to me. Didn't happen in Broomer, Tioga County. That's what I'm concerned about. He didn't endanger me or any of my friends or neighbors. So if he pulls that kind of crap in Broomer, Tioga counties, which he would never do, we know the judge did that. And even worse, is bad enough the judge pulled that kind of stuff, driving nearly 120 MPH on Route 17, going past Jeff Garral's place, but there was never an apology. Oh, get off, Bob. Get a life, will you? Jesus Christ. You know, all we're trying to do is serve the public. All I care about is your safety. And for a guy who claims, see, I don't even think he lives in Owego. He said he was from Owego. If he lived in Tioga County, he would share my concern about the innocent people who were endangered on that Sunday by somebody driving 119 miles per hour. That's what the state police clocked the vehicle at. State police know what they're doing. They use state-of-the-art equipment for speed enforcement. And not an apology. What if people were coming home from church on that Sunday afternoon? They had gone out to a Sunday brunch someplace, out in Nichols. Maybe it's someplace that has um, good food. So they're coming back, and some maniac from downstate was driving a Cadillac Escalade nearly 120 miles an hour. What if somebody had been killed? And no apology. No apology to the great people of Tioga County. That shows you something about that person's character. And remember, I didn't bring it up. Don't look at me. I didn't bring it up. A man named Jim brought it up. 607-772-1290. This is Bob Joseph. A proud American. Totally independent 
without an agenda. From the Galt Auto Studios, this is WNBF News Radio AM 1290. Also available at 92.1 FM. We're still saving the Southern Tier money at Galt Toyota. Joseph hosting your favorite radio program. Matt Ryan from Binghamton. Good morning, Matthew. Hey, I just uh, was listening to Vinny earlier, and I I just thought of what what do you think the most two expensive words combined with some other lies he told, but the two most expensive words that Donald Trump ever said. I'm afraid to ask. Is it is it arable? Oh yes. Okay, I thought it was something from the Billy Bush tape. If it's from the Billy Bush tape, we can't put that on the air. No, it was during a deposition. Oh, okay. Well, as long as it's arable. Yeah, I, the two words were, that's Marva. Because <laughs> he said, E. Jean Carroll, they gave him a picture during the deposition. Well, all those people say this is a witch hunt. He don't, how many times have you heard him say he doesn't even know who E. Jean Carroll is? And and the other telling thing was he always says she's not my type. But when given the picture of of E. Jean Carroll, he they um he identified her as Marla. <laughs> so she she does look uh, back in the day, I guess she looked quite a bit like his wife. So I guess his wife would probably be somebody that was his type and somebody who looked a lot like his wife would be somebody that was his type. Yeah, I, I mean, judging from the New York Post headline, uh, I would say, yeah. If if people are to remember the tabloid headline, and I certainly, I certainly won't go and uh, reveal what that front page headline was, but they, they seem to be fond of each other, according to the New York Post. Yeah, and and he said, he must have said it. He said it once. He said it a thousand times. I never met that woman. I, she's not my type. If you look at her, she's not my type. So, he, you know, it's just an indication of a, uh, another thing where people say there's a witch hunt against them. Yet, And then he can't keep his, after he loses five, um, what was it, $8 million? Five or five million, yeah, $5 million. He, um, he went out and said he still didn't know this woman and she wasn't his type. And that, that led to another 83 point. Five million or eight million or whatever. You're an attorney. Can you imagine if you ever had him as a client? Oh my God! I, I mean, seriously, as an attorney, isn't it typical that most most attorneys advise their clients at some point, probably early in the game? Whatever you do, don't say anything to anybody about this case. If anything needs to be said outside the courtroom, I will handle it. Well, I would like to hear, you know, I make these calls and I bring up what I think are proven facts and nobody ever tell me something. If you, 
you say that it's a witch on all these cases against Donald Trump or a witch on. How do you explain this one? Just explain to me how you've heard him say over and over again, he doesn't know E. Jean Carroll, and it's not his type, yet he identifies her from a picture. <laughs> and that was when his attorney oh, yeah. said, uh, Can you imagine? Again, the guy, and I. Sometimes I feel badly for him because I don't think he can keep his lies straight. That's how it looks to me. He he has now probably told over his lifetime over a dozen lies. And with so many lies out there circulating over the last four or five decades, it's probably hard to even remember what he said. There's, you know there's a website doc, that documents all his lies. When he was president, he told over 30,000 proven, 30, proven lies. So... Um, the guy, you know, if you just want to ignore the facts and, and who you're dealing with here and, and somehow you're convinced that you're the uh, hardworking person that he cares about you when he stiffed every, you know, every, he was famous. And there's other thing you can look up how many thousands, well, maybe not thousands, but many, many lawsuits against him for not paying his workers. How can you trust somebody like that? How is, how is he for the little guy? He's not. I know that. Thank you, Matthew. That's uh, former Binghamton Mayor Matt Ryan checking in at 1123. WNBF, you're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Hey, Bob. I'm Steve. I'm uh, calling from Binghamton. Yeah. What's going on? Well, Bob, you know, I'm, I'm getting a little disgusted about the Trump haters that's been calling in. That's all they see is Trump haters. They didn't see the four years where he performed miraculously. I mean, there are so many Trump haters out there. It's blogging their minds. Uh, period. And I really can't stand it when they're on Trump all the time. No, he's not a perfect person. Nobody is. That's all I need to say, Bobby. So if you got any questions for me, I'll be more than glad to answer them. No, I'm good. I appreciate Hello? your calling in. Oh, okay. Thank you, Bob. Thanks. Okay. Hope you have a great afternoon. 1124 WNBF. We hear the voice of the people. This is not like any other show. The other shows don't let you hear honest voices of the people. It's all pre-screened and prefabricated. Could be AI for all we know. This is the show, the only show on the planet, to my knowledge, that does this kind of service to the community every weekday for three hours. Anybody can call in and talk directly to eight billion people on the planet. And that's what it's about. That's how we do it. Now, I say 8 billion people on the planet. Hey, I have no idea. They say 8 billion. For all I know, it could be 10 billion. Could be 3 billion. I, I have no idea. If they want to say there are 8 billion people on the planet, how many people could listen at once? I don't know. I don't know. If 8 billion people put the WNBF app on their phone, maybe they could listen all at once. Or maybe... Maybe it wouldn't work. I don't know. It's all theoretical or hypothetical. But they could listen. They could try to listen if they wanted, if they knew the kind of good program that we're doing here. 607-772-1290. Everybody's welcome. Do you like them? Do you dislike them? Whatever. Or if you want to talk about that pothole over on Court Street. It's a local program. You do with it as you please. We're here for you. 92.1 FM, 1290 AM, 
streaming at WNBF.com. This is Binghamton Now. WNBF 1129. Back to the phones we go. Aaron and Appalachian. Good morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Bob. Thanks for having me. I uh, hope I don't sound like a bumbling idiot after the law scholar spoke there a minute ago with his factual 30,000 lies that the former guy had told during his, uh, his bid there. But I don't actually want to talk about that. I just think something is sliding under the radar, a simple fact that maybe we should bring to light. And that is, everyone talks about democracy, but we're not a democracy. We have a democratic election to hire the guy who's going to enforce our constitutional republic. And so anyone who gets away from talking about the Constitution and starts talking about democracy, already you kind of got to raise, you know, listen a little closer. That That's all I really had to say. It's been a wonderful show. All right. And I appreciate your calling in, Aaron. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Have a great afternoon. See, I like it. I like when people offer their opinion. Just a direct opinion. No need to bash. Bashing? Eh, you, know, you disagree with someone. No need to bash. Bashing? Come on, man. We need fewer bashers and more people just offering their thoughts. Everybody listening, most likely, is in the United States, unless they're listening in Canada or Mexico or Korea or France, or Israel, wherever you're listening. We're just people. We all basically want the same things. We want good things for ourselves and for our families, for our friends and for our communities. That's, that's what it's about. There's no reason for people to get irate. Irate? If you want to get irate, you better wait till 12.06 p.m. And then, let the rage ensue. It's Tuesday morning. Soon, it'll be March. And then what? Then it's time for spring. Ah. Speaking of that, may as well 
address the elephant in the room. So the weather, and this is the truth. Here I am, as is so often the case, stuck in a windowless radio studio. I have no idea what's going on outside unless I turn on our spy cam, which I haven't today, but I should because it's so nice. So here we are. Temperatures already at 1130 in the morning in February are already in the 60s here in Binghamton. See what I'm saying? And I'm stuck here. I should just put on the best of. I'm half tempted to just slink out of here, put on a tape of the best of, let, let the best of go on till noon while I go out and have one of those uh, lemonades that the kids drink. I'm half tempted. I might do that. There's no, there's no reason for me to stick around here in a windowless studio surrounded by tons and tons of steel and concrete and glass. I don't need to stay in here on a nice day. So anyway, here's the forecast. Here's what I'm missing. Sunny this morning, increasing clouds, a chance of showers developing this afternoon. High 64. Showers tonight, low 49. Tomorrow showers and maybe a thunderstorm. High 63. Right now it's 61 in downtown Binghamton. 16 Celsius. WNBF. Good morning. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Uh, John, the county seat, Binghamton. Hey, congratulations. Yeah. What's Here's up? one for you. Yeah. For you. McBride ruled the court hereby finds that the result of the hybrid p petition and Article 78 as follows. Declare that the tie vote for the 6th District constitutes a failure elect under the Second City's law, thereby authorizing Mayor Cram to appoint Councilman Strong to the vacant seat. Is denied. Oh, really? So does that mean... Help me here. Does that mean that there will be seven Democrats on Binghamton City Council now? Yes, and a, a legal bill uh, for this charade, too. This guy, Cram, wants to pay legal bills, and he's paying. The city taxpayers are paid for both ends of this uh, controversy that, you know, you a deal maker really could probably say, hey, how about flipping a coin? That's been done in the past. Uh, but instead, he uh, he wanted to get heavy-handed, and uh, the 30-year-old mayor goes down like a prize fighter at the CYC. All right. Well, thank you for that flash, apparently official. When was that released? That was released just minutes ago, Bob. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Well, thank you for breaking it to me. You should have should have warned me, though. I'm, I'm doing okay. You should have said, Bob, are you sitting down? Because as you probably know, I do the show. Unlike most radio professionals who sit back and slouch, I do it standing up. And you should have said, Bob, are you sitting down? Because I have some big breaking news. But uh, I'm, I'm handling this like an adult. I appreciate your uh, uh, giving us that flash. Uh, is the council person that... Now, as the court is determined, has won the election. Is she going to get the back pay? <laughs> oh, I hope so. She deserves it. Yeah. They ought to yeah. actually, not just the back pay, but also I would say the city should give her at least $100,000 for pain and suffering, all the anguish that she's endured over the past two months. Well, 
this guy wants to wants to go to court. He wants to pay legal bills. Maybe he'll get some campaign contributions out of it. I don't yeah. know. Well, anyway, thank you for uh, bringing that uh, to my attention before the, the end of the program. I do appreciate it. Yep. There you heard it. Flash apparently official. So, wow, that's interesting. Although in the grand scheme of things, I mean, it certainly is... It certainly is important from from the you know it it's sort of the principle that at least it's settled, but as far as in practicality, uh, how big a difference in the grand scheme of things does it make? Because the sixth district still is going to have a special election in November for that council seat, so it could set up a rematch. I don't know. I. Don't predict the future, but could be interesting, or it will be interesting. At WNBF, let's uh, do another call. Hi, WNBF, you're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Hi, uh, uh, this is Ernest calling from Conklin. Hello. Hey, what's going on there in Conklin? Well, uh, a beautiful sunny day, 62 degrees. That's about all that, you know, other than that, uh, nothing that I'm aware of. All right. Well, I'm half tempted to drive out there because it's a nice afternoon. As soon as they let me out of my cage at 12.01, I might keep keep an eye on, on Conklin Road. I'll be the guy driving 98 miles an hour in a 40 zone. Ha! All right. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's 11.37. By the way, speaking of people who travel too fast... And I was going to report this to the police, and then I thought, I know the police here in Binghamton. They're way, way too busy. But I was going to report some really bad, bad driving, dangerous driving. Uh, yesterday on the parkway near MacArthur, I was heading inbound, as so many other people were doing, heading back downtown to do some the work of the people. And there were a couple of people who were using... Route 434 as a speedway. Now, my car is not radar equipped, so I couldn't tell you precisely how fast these maniacs were driving. But let me see. So I do have video. So there's this guy driving a Dodge, and he thinks he's Mr. Hotshot. He had to have been going over 100 miles an hour eastbound on 434 yesterday afternoon. I'm going to run his plate. I'm not going to, obviously, I wouldn't invade his privacy. But I'm going to run his plate to find out who the hell, and pardon my French, who the hell this guy is driving this Dodge. So tempting just to put his plate out in case he's driving around today like a maniac. So that's one guy. Then there's another guy, and I think they were racing each other. So there's a guy who should know better. He's driving a late model BMW with custom plates that indicate, sadly, this will probably give it away, but too bad. Plates that indicate he's some sort of engineer. So these two guys are racing, it seems, racing each other or else just two guys driving recklessly 
Monday afternoon. And as I said, so tempted because of their totally aberrant behavior on 434 heading into downtown. I was surprised. I was surprised that nobody got killed because they're coming in. There's uh, the traffic signal at the Parkway and South Wash is red. And I'm waiting for Jimmy or whatever his name is in the little Dodge mobile. I'm waiting for him to rear end the people at the stoplight. Fortunately, he stopped. Nobody was apparently no vehicle contact. And then the guy in the late model white BMW, you know, also stopped. Now, first inclination was, okay, let's call the the cops. I've got the plates. Let's turn this over to the police. And then I thought, the police, ha- they can't. They can't deal with every aberrant. They, what the police have to do, and if you've noticed lately, there have been a lot of crashes around here. There have been a lot more crashes, I think, in the last month around here because of the way people are driving. Putting themselves and innocent people like you at risk. But all the police can do usually is come after the fact. You're right. Time to do a report. Time to call EMS. Time to call the coroner. So I almost called that in. And again, by the time we did all the paperwork and then the police would say, well, you know, you witnessed it, but what can we do? What can we do? These are just two two immature brats driving around, endangering themselves and innocent people in Binghamton. But what can we do? We just have to wait till the next time they pull this, like today, another nice day in the 60s. So be on the lookout for them. You know, the guy driving the Dodge, you know, Mr. Hotshot. No, I'm not going to put his plate out on the air. No, attempt to locate. Or the guy driving the late model white BMW, a professional engineer, according to his plate. Well, Mr. Professional Engineer, or Ms., I didn't see. For all I know, who knows, could be a kid. Maybe it's his son. If you drive like that, it's a case like that. I wish I was a police officer yesterday. Because both of them have gotten paper. And the only thing I can say about it was I am so happy they didn't crash into anyone. I'm so happy they didn't hurt innocent people or themselves. I don't want people to be hurt, even people who drive like that. I don't want them hurt. I just want them to learn how to drive correctly. If you want to drive like that, go out to Kirkwood. Go out to the racetrack. Call the people that run the racetrack and say, hey, can I drive my Dodge? Can I drive my white BMW with professional engineer plates around the track at 190 miles an hour, please? And they'd probably say, sure. Get it out of your system, buddy. This is Bob Joseph trying to save the people of Binghamton a news radio WNBF Station that truly cares about you. 
Also, traffic alert. I just heard on the blower a short time ago, a couple of motorcycles heading on 17 East near exit 70 going in excess of 100 miles an hour. So just heard that on the blower a little bit ago. So if you see those motorcycles, of course, they're heading on 17 eastbound and going more than 100 miles an hour. Probably by now they're in Roscoe. But again, you've got all these wackos. I'm sorry to use. I know that it sounds embarrassing to wackos. But you've got people driving like um, I don't know. But it's it's getting worse. So. I, I've seen uh, just in the last few weeks, it's getting worse. Here's a bulletin, a bulletin now from the sheriff's office. Motorcycle crash, Interstate 81 South, uh, one person motorcycle crash, bad, bad, bad injuries, Interstate 81 South between exits 2 and 1 in Kirkwood. Southbound lane is closed as they deal with the mess. Got more calls coming up. Uh, Pat in Binghamton. Good morning. You're on the air. Good morning. Um, I was just calling about an incident. Uh, my husband actually was coming eastbound on 434 at the intersection of Vestal Avenue and 434. They've got the new red lights there and the whole bit. Um, the light turned green and somebody was now coming eastbound. This car was flying down 434. But at the intersection there, at the light on Vestal Avenue, there was a pickup truck. And the pickup truck was driven by a policeman. And the policeman followed this car, and this car is going in and out and weaving like you couldn't believe. So my husband goes, you know what? He's going to get stopped. And lo and behold, as they got down by South Washington Street, he got pulled over. That was the first time I've ever seen that. (laughs) Okay, well, it's good. That's good. I, I thank our, our police officers, our law enforcement people, whether they're a city or Endicott, Johnson City, Vestal, Port Dickinson, sheriffs, deputies, state troopers, anybody who has the capacity to uh, do traffic enforcement, please, please do what you can to keep our roadways safer from, from people who obviously don't give a darn. And, and, you know, that, that stretch of road between Binghamton and Vestal, I travel that in the morning sometimes at 7.30. Now, I'm not pointing at students, but I followed a couple of these kids going in and out in traffic, and they get right down to the intersection, turn right into BU. So I know. I've seen it. I've yeah. seen it, too, and I try not to sound like the angry old guy get off my lawn you kids but i i've seen it too often and again students aren't the only offenders but they're among the offenders and and people i don't care if it's during the day or at night no matter what time you're driving slow down and and just you're gonna get there even if you're a couple minutes late for class it's better to get there and not be hurt or not have to explain to your parents what happened with their car or whatever. Thank you for calling in. Yeah, thank you. Ernest rejoins us from Conklin. Good morning. Uh, good to be back, Bob. Thank you. Uh, just uh, your conversation with Vinny, uh, uh, it uh, reminded me of several years ago in, in China where they uh, 
factory workers, remember they took that uh, executive from the United States hostage for like a week. Everything turned out well. <laughs> right. But that was, that was the, uh, you know, it, it just occurred to me, it was it's kind of funny uh, mm-hmm. thinking back. But as far as the, uh, just briefly, as far as the uh, coming election, I, you know, I, I, I'm undecided. I will, re- I want to remain undecided until we get much closer. Well, I, I'm glad that for elections now in New York that there's early voting, especially for people who think they might not be able to vote on election day um, if they're going to be out of town, out of state, or whatever, or if they've got particular issues that they might not be able to vote in person. On election day, uh, as for me, I don't intend. Sorry, as as, well, maybe circumstances will change, but I don't intend, at least going forward, to ever vote early, unless I really have to, because I want to know with all available information up to the exact moment I cast my vote. I want to know exactly as much information as possible, and I don't want to have some sort of uh, buyer's remorse and find out that someone who I voted for uh, two or three days ago uh, now, in fact, has done something that doesn't merit my vote. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm right in the same camp, Bob. So thanks for the brief call. That's it. I know you're <laughs> pressed for time. No, that's okay. I appreciate your calling back. And, and for people who uh, heard the the uh, early termination of your initial call, that was that was a technical problem with your phone, right? It was you just lost yeah, the connection. Yeah, that was just a cell phone, and now I'm back. I'm on the right. landline. <laughs> Thank you. And maybe Thanks. maybe I'll, if I, if I drive down Conklin Road today, I'll be the one who's going exactly 40 miles an hour. Yeah, really. <laughs> Watch out for the other guy. I know. Hope you have a good bye afternoon. Bye. Thanks. It's 11.52 at WNBF and WNBF.com. We're here for you. Again, if, if you're going to be out driving this afternoon, let me just warn you. I'll be out driving, too. But I'll be the guy who actually is following all the rules and regulations. So if that confuses you, and I know it does. There are some people who get desperately confused. There was, uh, in fact... Not that the story about 434 eastbound near MacArthur needs any further elaboration from yesterday, but the the guy driving the Dodge, and I I don't know, is he from the Dukes of Hazard or some I, I don't know. Obviously, he thinks he's cool driving what used to be a hot car, which probably now gets about seven miles to a gallon. So he's the one probably calling to complain. Ooh, gas prices are so high. Well, why are you driving this Dodge, also driving it like at 100 or 130 miles an hour? Of course your mileage is so poor. So I'm driving down the parkway, you know the stretch between the Vestal Town line and uh, behind Lord's Hospital along the majestic 434 Greenway, admiring the $25 million project. And so I'm in the passing lane. I'm passing a few people who are going probably right at 55. So I admit I'm a little bit 
stress a little bit above 55 in the passing lane. In this Maniac, in the Dodge, it probably gets five miles to a gallon because of the way he drives it. He comes up behind me tailgating, and I'm thinking, well, there's somebody in a big hurry. So, at my earliest possible convenience, after I pass the people who were in the right lane, I, I pull over into the left lane so he could eke by. And again, as he approached Vestal Parkway and Southwash, I would estimate that he was going about 100 miles an hour. Well, to his credit, his brakes work. His brakes perform flawlessly, and that's a good thing. So, you know, his vehicle stopped. But, uh, yeah, with that kind of driving, of course, he must have to replace his brakes probably seven or eight times a year. And whatever. And then his little buddy and the beautiful white BMW. Well, of course it's beautiful. I paid $73,000. Yes, dude. It's beautiful. You and your X5. I'm taking a closer look at the guy. What a sad. Oh, well, you know, at least he's a professional. Ha! Uh, let's see, what else are we getting here? See, if I employed somebody like that and heard he's driving like that, maybe he was late getting back to the office. Maybe... Maybe he was late for a meeting or whatever, but I, I would have a word with him and say like, yeah, I heard the way you were driving there on Monday afternoon was uh, putting yourself and innocent people at risk. Maybe you should stop doing that. Maybe you should start behaving like, I don't know, a good patriotic American. Here's uh, an email from Steve from Vestal regarding African Road and 434. I live on African Road many times while at the light, sitting on African Road, getting ready to turn onto 434 after the light turns green. Someone speeds through the light and almost hits me or whoever is turning onto 434, either going east or west. Mark my word, there's going to be a terrible accident at this intersection. I just know it. It's a bad intersection. Yeah. It is a bad intersection, and yes, I've seen precisely what you described. I have seen it. And I think you're right. There's going to be a horrific crash. And then everybody will be like, you know, as, as the police are doing the report, as that section of 434 at African Road is shut down for hours for a crash reconstruction, and they're picking up all the pieces of the wrecked vehicles, and as the final hearse is leaving the scene, everybody will say, boy, that's a surprise. That's a real surprise. Didn't see that ha going to happen. That's all the time we have. Drive safely. I'm Bob Joseph. You're listening to WNBF. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station.